0: Hello and welcome to Punk Goes Pod The internet's best and worst podcast That chronicles the Fearless Records Punk Go series Why is it the best and worst? Because it's the only podcast that chronicles the Fearless Records Punk Go series I I planned that out in my head Like big time Like, you know, like big brain energy
1: Galaxy brain
0: Galaxy <laughs> brain So that I did not fuck it up And I think I kind of nailed it
1: I think you did. I think it could have been a bit briefer, but aside from that, it was good.
0: I didn't care about the length of it. I cared about whether I stumbled or not, and I don't think Ah, I stumbled.
1: You didn't. Your diction was perfect. Yes. Yes. What a
0: good word, diction.
1: That's good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, the shortened version of dictionary. Yes. Yes. So this week's song, we are discussing Act Appalled by Circus Survive, as covered by Circus Survive on Punk Goes Acoustic 3. Mm-hmm. I was about, I was bound to stumble at some point and I just did, so. <laughs>
1: it's alright. <laughs> I really like the alliteration of Actopold circus Survive. Like, it's very, I usually hate alliteration, it annoys the hell out of me, but I enjoy this instance.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it's it's sort of a weird one with Circus Survive because it's CS. Yeah. Not, not CC or SS.
1: But it's still the same effect, ultimately.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know. I think yeah, there's something about this one that's okay. I think it's when people use a lot of like p, like pop sort of per noises, pee sounds. Yeah, I'm pretty. Sh-
0: I'm pretty sure Stan Lee used a lot of alliteration with his characters. Mm. So like Peter Parker, Bruce Banner. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm sure there were more. I I can't think of any more at the moment, but you know.
1: Superman. That's not even. Stanley. No,
0: and he was Clark Kent. So CK.
1: Still like a Kirker.
0: Yeah, still a Kirker. And I'm sure someone's screaming at me. Probably not for this reason, but, you know, someone's probably screaming (laughs) at me. So, I mean, it doesn't feel like that long ago since we recorded the last episode, because it really wasn't. No. not A whole lot has changed.
1: No. Except
0: you've decided to take it upon yourself to become a guitar virtuoso.
1: I absolutely have. Yes. So, massive thank you to friend of the pod jason we had a very productive first guitar lesson via zoom today so learning about octave chords and just how notes work on a guitar
0: it was a very i was because i was playing video games actually and i could hear what was going on and it was a very in-depth lesson because you're like oh yeah we're gonna learn hinder you were very excited about that, and
1: um, that's all. That's the only reason I'm doing this. As soon as I know "Lips of an Angel," I'm done. I'm good. <laughs> I'll whip it out at parties, and then I'll play "Lips of an Angel,"
0: and then all the girls will swoon over you. Yep. Yeah. That's
1: exactly it.
0: Oh man that 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 sort of belief that oh yeah if you if you know how to play guitar, girls are going to love you. I mean. <laughs> Not really.
1: (laughs) Like, we've talked about this before. Like, when you're a teenager, like, speaking as someone who was once a teenager, like, people who can play instruments are generally, were generally kind of more attractive than they had any right to be. But, yeah.
0: I was never a teenager. I've always been 39.
1: Yeah. Yeah. 39? Yeah. Fuck. (laughs) Um... (laughs) No, I think you do pass a threshold, like once you're past a certain age, like nobody cares that you can play an instrument.
0: It becomes that thing of like, oh cool, you're a you're a kid who knows how to play guitar, that's awesome. Or well, like kid, but like teenager, yeah. an adolescent, to youth. And then mm. it's like if you're if you're a forty year old at a party that has a bonfire and you're playing a your guitar, like fuck off.
1: Yeah. It's just like you should be buying stocks or something by
0: now yeah just just stop mm. it's the person that's still i don't know i was gonna make an assumption i'm not gonna make an assumption i'm not yeah. gonna be that person cool but... um yeah i don't really have anything else to say about this week i feel like this is gonna be another short one but not in the same not with the same energy as no. last week you are very comfortable though
1: I am, yeah, I'm talking in my comfortable voice just because I'm leaning against the back of a very comfy chair.
0: And it's very funny because where I can see you now, I can can only see your eyes and your mouth is obscured (laughs) entirely by the microphone. Which, if anyone, if you know what a a blue snowball microphone looks like, it's just a big ball, a big orb, and that's that's our microphone. That's a a little peek into our, I was going to say a little leak into our... Recording process, a little peek into our recording process. Mm. So, yeah, you've got a big big uh, orb yeah, for a mouth now.
1: Basically just Bane.
0: Oh, Batman. I broke your back, Batman. I'm going to talk about a 2004 song called Act Appalled, Batman. Oh! <laughs> I don't know why Bane sounds like a I... 65-year-old Dutchman, but yeah.
1: Or like a bloody... Like an old-timey sort of talkies actor? Like... He kind of
0: did, though, in the movie. In... I thought he
1: was the guy that had the thing over his Yeah, he his... did.
0: Oh. You haven't... But you, you, have you seen No. That one? <laughs> um, Like, he was, but, like, I should even just show you... Like, it became a meme, like, how his voice was. Ah, oh. And it's that thing of, like, Tom Hardy really does just... Walks into a movie studio or movie set and goes, all right, this is going to... I'm going to do an accent. It's not going to be an accent from anywhere, but it's going to be an accent. There you go. Probably because he's great. Alright. I'll stop doing the Bane voice. And I'll start doing the uh, grown-up co-host of a podcast voice. And get into circus Survive Act of Act 1. This is a band um i really didn't get too much about them their Mm -hmm. um their wikipedia page is yeah it doesn't really tell you too much um like their online presence didn't really tell me too much like they seem to just be like they have a presence but they seem to just sort of be under the radar
1: yeah to to
0: a to a to a degree um so, yeah, like, this is what I found. They were formed in 2004 from Philadelphia. Um, mm-hmm. I'd love to try a cheesesteak one day. Sure. Um, So the band, led by vocalist Anthony Green, consists of members from Sayosin. We did a bit of uh, homework to discover how to pronounce that.
1: Still not definite. Yeah. There are some camps that say Sayosin. There are some camps that say Sayoshin. It can't, like it derives from a Chinese word, so it's probably
0: ah. like
1: either way. I think we're all butchering it. Yeah, but um, yeah.
0: So I mean, we're not going to be talking about that band too much. Um, yeah, so they you know form from you know bands like Sayosin, This Day Forward, and Taken.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, they're signed to Hopeless Records, so they share that accolade with bands like Bayside. Newfound Glory and the Used. Hell yeah! I didn't. I didn't. I put that in. I uh, put in etc. I didn't know if like you're the you're the bigger Used fan than I am. I don't know if you knew which record label they were on. I didn't
1: but, no. Mm.
0: I mean i I only know that the Black Dahlia Murder is signed to Metal Blade because they've only been signed to Metal Blade. Yeah. For their entire career, so. Yeah. But I couldn't tell you like any other favorites of mine, like who they're signed with, so.
1: I feel like record labels, it's sort of... The label itself has to have some sort of like cult of personality around it for me to pay much attention. Mm. Like, for instance, like My Chemical Romance assigned signed to Warner. Yeah. And it's just like... Well, you cool. know who Warner is. Well, it's just like... Yeah. W- like, that doesn't mean... Because it's just like, okay, so they're just... They're signed to, like, a very mainstream label. Very Good for them.
0: Label.
1: Yeah. Whereas, like... Yeah, hopeless or, like, fueled by ramen or bloody, I don't know, I can't think of another example.
0: This is just blowing my mind because I can... I or, can, like, Saddle
1: I, Creek or, like, something like that. I'm
0: still only getting, like, I could just see your eyes and there's no, like, it's just, like, picking up emotion just from your eyes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is our new normal now because we're wearing masks everywhere.
0: Yeah, not at home.
1: That would be kind of funny. No, it wouldn't i don't know i
0: don't want to wear a mask at home i'm I'm
1: glad that you can pick up my emotions though because yet again everyone being like oh but like so sad not being able to share a smile with someone in the street it's just like do you ever just smile at strangers anyway like just quit coming up with excuses to protect other people yeah like i don't know anyway just wear a mask (laughs) yeah just wear a fucking mask it's not that hard
0: I did find one fact interesting, or Mm. not a fact, but I I found this out on their, I think it was just on their website. They have a Patreon. I didn't know bands could have Patreons.
1: The only other person I know of who has a Patreon is Amanda Palmer. Um, And that, yeah. Yeah, from
0: like what we've heard about Amanda Palmer, that doesn't shock me. No. Um, There was that, I don't know if it was famous or not, but there was that instance of her being like, hey... Was she touring over here as well?
1: I think she might. It was like, hey, I'm going
0: to go tour Australia. Who wants to come and support me? I can't pay you, but I'll give you beer, at yeah, or something. It was like,
1: essentially, like I'll pay you an exposure. Fuck you,
0: Amanda Palmer. You're not, you're not that gargantuan that like someone's going to get so much exposure from playing with
1: you. Yeah, she's a she's an interesting one. So like. Yeah, that's sort of, it's a different sort of level of, like, homegrown sort of music slash success slash what, like, Mm. yeah.
0: She gets a lot of, she gets a lot of, uh, she gets a big free pass, I think, because she seems to be embraced by, I think, the nerd community Mm. for her music, and I guess who her husband is as well.
1: Uh, Was, possibly.
0: Are they divorced, or are they Uh, separated? Separated, oh.
1: Apparently. Well, there you go. She is currently in New Zealand. Um, he left New Zealand when they were supposed to be sheltering in place, I think, to go back to the UK.
0: And of course her husband is um, famed author Neil Gaiman. Mm. Yep. Uh, so he left to go back to the UK, did he? Apparently. Okay.
1: And, yeah, it was a whole thing. Because then she posted about it on Twitter and everyone was like, wow, this is cringy," But like, I don't know.
0: Good thing for her, she can draw an angry emotion with her eyebrows. Well, I don't know. I don't know if she still does that.
1: Uh, I don't think she does. Oh, okay. I don't know.
0: Um. So yeah. All right. This isn't the. <laughs> this isn't the uh, Amanda Palmer or Dresden Dolls podcast.
1: Thank goodness. Thanks
0: fuck for that. Like... <laughs> could, could you imagine if we picked up a project that we really weren't excited about? <laughs> like, like if you were to say to me. Or if I was just to say to you, hey, we're going to do a Seinfeld podcast and every episode it's like me going, yeah, I love this episode. This is the nuance of it. And you're just like, it's about nothing yeah, for nothing. 189 episodes of this fucking podcast. And you just hated it. Or there was a project that we both just hated. Uh, What have we hated collectively?
1: Uh, Amanda Palmer. Yeah, okay. There you <laughs> go. I, <laughs> like, I don't know. All power to her. But, yeah, she's done a few things that I find very questionable. In the, But, anyway. um, I don't know. I can't think of anything else that we've, like, both hated. Oh, well. Yeah, it doesn't matter.
0: This podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, look. <laughs> Who knows? Um, Yeah, I don't
0: know. I just thought it was interesting that, that Circus Survive had a Patreon. I, but then it's also, I don't think it's that shocking as well. Like... I'm sure there are other bands that have Patreons
1: I'm going to look it up just out of interest um...
0: It is things like So I did look into it It was like, yeah, different tiers gets Of course, different mm. Different things, but it's like I think the $5 tier, you get First listens to, to songs But it's it's I guess would only come about Every so often It's not like they're releasing a new song every day Yeah, yeah um, And then, yeah, you get, like... I think they have a podcast as well that's only available to the $10 tier. Um, It's a bit weird. Yeah, I think. I don't know. Uh, I remember seeing a podcast in the $10 tier, though.
1: Yeah, Access to Safe Camp podcast. Song breakdowns, tour and studio stories, discussion of influences, shit-talking, and other general mind-fuckery. Oh, fuck, these guys are a bit edgy. Jesus Christ. Um, I don't know. Look, it's, it, I don't
0: feel like it's ripping, like ripping anyone off no, or deceiving okay, on. it's an
1: opt-in thing, like, it's, it's it's not a rot in any sense because you're agreeing to do it.
0: Yeah, but I, I feel like it's,
1: like it's worth uh, the money. I mean, okay. obviously
0: it's, it's a Patreon page where you pay these people because you're a fan of it, but it feels like it's something for, you know, the big fans, the super fans. Yeah. And uh, the people who, who they, you know, they might know these people from touring, you know.
1: That's true. Like.
0: When we saw, when we met Henry Rollins and he had remembered the disabled girl that had come to his shows every time, mm. it's like they might have those people that they're like, oh yeah, we know you because you've come to all of our shows in this town. It's, yeah, it doesn't feel deceitful or anything. It's just, you know, I'm not a, you know, I'm not saying I'm not a fan of theirs, but I've only sort of just been exposed to them, so I'm not going to start giving them money for.
1: Yeah. I think, like,. It makes sense in a streaming economy, like a streaming music economy, just Mm -hmm. to sound like a huge wanker. Like, if you are this sort of, like, lower to mid-tier level band within your scene or community, it makes sense to monetize, like, monetize in, like, the nicest sense. Like, give the fans that connection that they enjoy, like, what they get out of the relationship like give them that more freely and on your terms while also supplementing like that makes sense yeah um i guess yeah it just makes me think of when we were talking to jordan banks about how saves the day were doing or chris conley was doing like writing songs and i know like max Beamer's from say anything does it a lot um yeah i feel like it it is kind of bands of that ilk and of Circus survives ilk that are doing this more frequently, and it makes sense given the types of punters and like fans that they get from their music, if that makes sense.
0: And also, I guess um, you know, especially in what's going on at the moment, these are these are bands that I feel like very much could survive off of the touring.
1: Circus survive off the circus
0: survive off the touring, off the touring. Um, but when you know, when touring stops and they don't have a job... Yeah. ...then, yeah. Mm. If, you know, if your fans want to help you out, then... Could you imagine if we had a Patreon and we had to provide extra content as uh,
1: well? I would not be able to.
0: I have no. I, I have nothing in my brain about what extra content...
1: I just have nothing in my brain, like, all the time at the moment. So, <laughs> like, even recording these is a struggle purely because... I am getting zero stimuli beyond being inside the house. I oh, do no, I feel like
0: you're doing a pretty good job. Thank you. You're welcome.
1: Um, yeah. No, anyone who has the just sheer initiative to be able to be like, I'm going to do something that's beyond the bare minimum. Then fuck you. <laughs> I'm I'm impressed, but also I'm very jealous.
0: I'm impressed, but also fuck you. Hey now. That's for next week. So, let's just keep going. Um, Sure. I'm going to be interested to see if the microphone just picked up on my tummy rumble. I
1: feel like it did, because I heard it from all the way over here. Cool.
0: That's going to be a nice little (laughs) easter egg. (laughs) So, the song Act Appalled featured on their debut album, Juturna. Juturna is the Roman goddess of fountains, wells, and springs. It was meant to symbolise the band's new beginning.
1: That's cool. Yeah, I like that. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I guess what do we what do we think of the original?
1: Um, I like it. I'm embarrassed to say that I have accidentally subbed in the only other Circus Survive song I know <laughs> into my brain, and that's all I can think of right now. So yeah. Do you want to
0: elucidate who the uh, other so, cir- who the other what the other circus... yeah
1: the other Circus Survive band? Um, so it was a song that I used to enjoy a lot as a kid. It's called The Difference Between Medicine and Poison Is In The Dose.
0: Okay, that's a really you thought my uh, intro before was overwrought. That's an overwrought song title.
1: <laughs> I mean have you listened to Fallout Boy lately? No. Um,
0: have I listened to Fallout Boy ever?
1: Hey now. Um so oh, fuck I Can
0: can you tell me what that means by Fallout Boy?
1: Oh, they're no, like they have notoriously long song titles. Not so much anymore, but they used to. It was always, like, between them and Panic! at the Disco, it was, like, a running joke of how long their song titles were.
0: Yeah, I write Sins Not Tragedies is a pretty long one.
1: Yeah, but there's, like, Tell That Mickey Just Made My List of Things to Do Today. Um, I'm, like, a lawyer with the way I'm always trying to get you off. Like, there's just so many, like, novel-length song titles.
0: Um, not to shit on that parade, but the band, the death metal band, Nile, also do very long, uh, song titles. From their 2009 album, Those Whom the Gods Detest, some of these, uh, Permitting the Noble Dead to Descend to the Underworld, Yezd Desert Ghoul Ritual in the Abandoned Towers of Silence, brackets, instrumental. (laughs) Permitting the Noble Dead to Descend to the Underworld, Shit. Like yeah, them them some uh them some uh track listings right there. Oh, this one's the best one. Papyrus containing the spell to preserve its possessor against attacks from he who is in the water. I need a breath. Could you imagine like I always love like when bands go this song's cold could you imagine like this song's cold and then like you still have to put on like the, the death metal persona Papyrus containing the spell to preserve its possessor against attacks from he who is in the water <laughs>
1: Jesus I think my favourite example of, like, an embarrassingly long title is Fiona Apple's 1999 album. So it's referred to just as When the Porn, but the full title is When the Porn hits the conflicts, he thinks like a king. What he knows throws the blows when he goes to the fight, and he'll win the whole thing for he enters the ring, there's nobody to batter when your mind is your might. So when you go solo, you hold your own hand and remember that depth is the greatest of heights. And if you know where you stand, then you know where to land. And if you fall, it won't matter because you'll know that you're right.
0: That's ridiculous. I had, uh... uh, Like, some of the slam death metal bands are pretty pretty long.
1: Is that exactly what it sounds like? Like, slam poetry but with metal? No. Oh. (laughs) Well, then I'm not interested.
0: It's like... It's like, um... Fucking! It's just like sort of death metal, but with like sort of bouncy riffs. Bouncy. Bouncy.
1: So what? Like kind of scar? Like pick it up, pick it up, pick it up.
0: Well, kind of like a hardcore punk kind of like drum beats. Okay. Um, oh, there was one, and it was like, it was something ridiculous. Like it had like forty six words in there, their song title. Um. But it's uh like the only thing I can find is a is a fucking video, so I'm not gonna play that. Right. Alright. So, so thoughts on the song. So yes, you you were getting it confused with well not confused with No, I were...
1: wasn't, I was just substituting it because I used to enjoy that song a lot. So <laughs>
0: were you wishing were you wishing that it was that song? No, or...
1: it's just it's I was the whole time we were introducing the song, I was thinking like, ah, oh, I used to really enjoy that song and then it just sort of started looping in my head. So excuse me, I'm just going to play
0: So that's so back to Paul.
1: Yes, I know. Huh? Yep. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yep, I'm back. I like it. <laughs> 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 I like it. I,
0: um, yeah, that's. I, I love that.
1: I, um. I don't know. Like, I remember. Yeah, like, being a kid listening to. The difference between medicine and and poison is in the dose and like enjoying it, but it's very, it felt sort of, not highbrow, but it just felt like a lot. Like it's one of those things I don't think I'd be able to listen to an entire album of this, Yeah, but I really enjoy it for what it is.
0: Can I, I'm so sorry to do this. Can I circle back to that band that I was trying to find? Sure. So it's a, it's a South African brutal death metal band. Mm. This is their band name. Acidic vaginal liquid explosion generated by mass amounts of filthy fecal fisting and sadistic septic syphilic sodomy inside the infected maggot-infested womb of a molested nun dying under the roof of a burning church while a priest watches and ejaculates an immense perverse pleasure over his first fresh
1: fetus. That's their band name. That's their band name. What the fuck? look at
0: look at the you can you can see it look at the logo.
1: That's disgusting. It's
0: disgusting, but also look at how friggin' ridiculous the band logo is.
1: That's really gross. I
0: don't listen to that. No, I'm
1: not trying, like, I'm not getting mad at you. It's just, I, like...
0: I also don't really listen to Brutal and Slam, so...
1: But, like, there's a certain vein of metal that's just...
0: It's shock. It's to shock you.
1: But, like... I, yeah. I don't find that... Not that I don't find it, like, I don't find it interesting, like, I find it quite upsetting and gross, but, like, I don't find that clever.
0: No, it's just, it's just gross words. Yeah. And shocking words. And I think there was a nun and a priest or something in there. It was a book, and I...
1: A book? No, I'm, like, the, the ah, length of the fuck, title okay. was, was book length,
0: <laughs> and I failed my book report. No.
1: Um, That's gross.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But um,
1: this song is not gross,
0: no, so you you like it, but you wouldn't necessarily go forward with go further with it. you wouldn't listen to more circus survivors I feel
1: like circus survivors like I am interested to listen to more of them, but I feel like I would get a bit fatigued. I'm not sure
0: okay I can I can see that though.
1: I think it's just because it is like because they're sort of proggy and like a bit sort of like yeah, I feel like that would start to get a bit like oof, like, yeah.
0: Sorry about that whammy.
1: Um, yeah.
0: I think that's part of the reason why I love it, though.
1: Yeah.
0: Because, um, yeah, like, I could definitely see this being confused for emo.
1: Yeah, there was definitely that crossover. Like, yeah. I remember them being a relatively decent... Decent meaning big, like, band especially at the with, time.
0: Especially with the connection to Sayosin. Yes. Kids with huge fringes wore Sayosin shirts. Yes. Um
1: and again, that's another one where I only know Mookies last Christmas and that's all I know of them.
0: We established last week as well, Sayerson was one of those ones I knew about, was on my radar, but never listened to. Yeah. Never ever listened to. But this is this is in the same same sort of vein as like Cohen Cambria. Yeah. Um Cohean Cambria, sort of, I guess like Alexis on Fire, kind of, like mm. not as musically Showy as protest the hero, but again, like yeah. I can sort of get a similar vibe to that. Even though, like, like as I said, like protest the hero was musically showy. I love it, but it's like, it's like, well, let's see how fast and how many like strings we can tread mm. in this one bit. Um, and yeah, I was I was surprised. I I because I'd never listened to them again. I'd, I'd heard of Circus Survive, yeah, but I was like, oh wow, I actually really really dig this. And especially, I listened to it after. Last week's episode, like pretty much immediately after we finished recording, mm. so maybe that's why because I would because we were both really just not high on last week's <laughs> no. song. Um, I can't even remember what it was,
1: doesn't matter. Nah, it doesn't keep matter. going, keep going. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I don't want to stumble,
1: no, no,
0: but yeah, no, and I even even other bands like uh, like the Mars Volta, like yeah. I, I had a bit of a listen to the Mars Volta again yesterday, and I was like, oh yeah can kind of see that and it's yeah I don't want to say I don't know why my my mind went to like mature sort of listening that sort of you know you kind of upgrade from emo screamo and it's like you can listen to this sort of thing and
1: yeah yeah I think that's it like there's a complexity in air quotes that I simultaneously appreciate but also I like it feels sort of like the thinking person's emo- like. Yeah. But that's very wanky. But like, I don't know. I like to just have like some harms and like some yeah. like 4-4 four, four drum. Like just, yeah.
0: I mean, I remember one of our critiques about last week's song. It was that it was, you know, we were basically forgetting yeah. the chorus. So much to the point where I, I can't even remember what last week's song was without having to look it up. No. Um, whereas this, like the that chorus, that
1: if you yeah, like, yeah that's
0: stuck in my head with like that that sort of like
1: mm.
0: parading kind of drum beat. Like, it's, yeah, it's sick. I love it.
1: See, so, yeah, I think, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, I'm finding it really hard to articulate myself just in general at the moment. But like.
0: I can kind of understand why you sort of can take it in, like, what is it like a microcosm or like a, an isolated moment? So yeah. this, this, this—you can take this song, but I could also understand why you don't. You wouldn't necessarily be into the rest of it.
1: Well, it's not that I'd hate it. It's just I wouldn't be able to like. For instance, like, the last couple of weeks, I've literally been listening to, like, two or three albums just on repeat because Mm. there's some level of comfort to them. Like, I know what's coming next. It's kind of soothing. Like, they're very...
0: And Hinder covers.
1: Yes. Um, And, like, it's just... Like, it's not formulaic in a crap way, but, like, I know what I'm in for. Yeah.
0: And it's, it's that thing of when we order in food or go to a restaurant that we go to a lot, and it's, like, and and you sort of pick the things that you like and you stick with them. Yes. And it's like, no, but I'm not saying that to insult you. I'm saying that, like, you know what you're getting and you yeah. know you're not going to be disappointed.
1: So, like, it's not that I, like, list, so, yeah, like, I'm keen to listen to this album in full mm-hmm. or On Letting Go in full, like... It's a good album. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, like, as much as I am keen to listen to this album, On Letting Go, like, all the, like, I think that's what it's called. Anyway, um, it just, it feels like as good as they, I expect them to be, there's just a lot of elements in each of the track, like, songs, like, there's a lot going on, like, Anthony Green's voice is, like, a very sort of high tenor, like, very, and it's great, but I feel like after, like, a few of those back to back, it would get a bit much. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of like I don't know. I can sort of oscillate between like either super not basic, but like just very standard like songs, like ver- like verse chorus verse chorus like bridge, court, whatever. And then the other end of the spectrum is like songs that are just sort of chaos, which I can listen to and sort of go into a flow state. I don't think this would tap into either of those necessarily
0: yeah i can feel that yeah yeah have you ever have you ever like purchased an album because i mean going back to the the day where like you couldn't really do much besides just purchasing an album yeah you ever purchased an album and like you loved a song and then the rest of it was just yeah
1: the only one i can think of is when i bought liam lynch's album (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it was so bad
0: you know what though i feel like with liam lynch he probably purposefully made it that way
1: probably yeah so if you're listening liam lynch fuck you <laughs> um if you're
0: listening liam lynch whatever
1: i think like and i've heard a similar sentiment in blink 155 which i talk about all the time i really need to stop but like I think everyone in our generation has had an instance of, like, you bought an album, didn't love it, but you sort of make yourself enjoy it because, like, you have to get that return on investment.
0: Yeah, you're not going to... you probably won't get another CD for another month. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, like, for example, like, Midtown's Forget What You Know. Like, it's a decent album, but it was slightly left of center to what i used to listen to and i bought it because i was like oh yeah Gabe supporter, he's in cobra starship i should like school myself on what he used to do yeah and his stuff in midtown is like more legit than what he did with cobra starship like he was legitimately like respected in like that sort of alt kind of commute but like i remember at the time being like and just sort of re-listening and just being like no fuck it like i'm going to enjoy this and like i do like it but i think had i stumbled across it on like spotify i'd be like nah like yeah i wouldn't have given myself that time to digest a bit i do find a lot like initial listens of an album like the tracks that i initially don't love they're the ones i grow to love the most by the end of it
0: so it's like um i used to hate apple pie and then I liked Apple Pie.
1: Yeah, yep.
0: Fl- uh, taste change.
1: Have you ever had an album that you did not enjoy?
0: Yes. Uh, Thursday's War all the time. Oh no, all the time. Um,
1: do you still own it? Probably not. Yeah,
0: no, I, I still do. Oh
1: hell yeah! Yeah, I'll give that a listen, um, please.
0: But like that was that was when I was in high school that I owned this album. Um, and it's the the opening track is really strong, like it's a really good opening track. And then I just felt like it started to slip throughout the rest of it. I would probably, I should probably give it another listen though. Yeah. Um, Thursday
1: might. is one of those bands I wish I'd gotten into at the time I never did.
0: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the opening track for the work for the workforce drowning. Um. Yeah. No, I'm going to give it another go uh, as a project this week. Cool. I'm going to come back next week with a with an update on what I thought of uh, the that Thursday album, which I've already forgotten its name.
1: War All the Time. War All the Time. <laughs> and you can present your book report.
0: Yeah! I used to love book reports.
1: Yeah? Yeah. I don't know. I used to... I don't know. I used to try hard with my homework, so I obviously enjoyed it to some degree, but...
0: This is, like, because you'd pick out what you wanted to read. Well, this is what we did at at school anyway. You'd pick out what you wanted to read, and then you'd talk about it. So it's like, I'm going to pick out something I like and talk about it. It's like this (laughs) podcast.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is just a weekly book report. You you know
0: me. One, I can talk. Two, I can talk about things that I am interested in.
1: Absolutely, you can.
0: (laughs) But, yeah, no, I think it's, um, I really, I really, like, I really fucking like this song, like. Um, and we'll get even further into it with the acoustic version But I even like watching the film clip It has that very It has that 2004 feel That yeah. really hits me in that warm fuzzy place Like mm. the one about the camera Just has that kind of like Almost like that sort of like warm filter to it It and, Yeah And they're, they're, they're playing in, in their apartment Because I'm just assuming that they all lived in the one place Sure Um, And they all had like beds
1: Yeah it's like and, bugs Huh? Bunks. Yeah, like bunks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like
0: a five-tiered bunk.
1: <laughs> Anthony's on the top, <laughs> and then in order of lead, rhythm, bass, drums. Hey.
0: No, no, it's it's lead. It's it's vocals, lead, drums, rhythm, bass. Okay. Sorry, bass. Unless you're Pete Wentz. Even then. Unless you're Gene Simmons.
1: Anyway. All right. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I, like, yeah, I enjoy this. I, yeah. It's I think a... it's sort of the oral equivalent of just a bit much, like, kind of sensory overload at times for me.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I think it's it's very much, um, it's a nice little slice of 2004. Yeah. That can that you can sort of go back to and go, oh, yeah, I remember that time, had a flip phone, wore really, you know, huge socks.
1: Mr. Moneybags over here with your flip phone.
0: I got all of my, before my, until I got my iPhone in 2010, all my phones were hand-me-downs from my brother. Yeah. So.
1: I think my first mobile phone was a Motorola that Coca-Cola were doing. They had like a it was fucking sick. It was just like this little like, it honestly looked like a little pill shape. And yeah, it was like red and white. It was sick. My first,
0: my first yo-yo was a Coca-Cola (laughs) yo-yo. You you would get out like a certain number of labels, and then I remember taking it to—I think it was the post office—and they would, and you would either post them off or like if you took them in, and they'd be like, "Okay, here's your yo-yo." Yeah. And it was probably a ludicrous amount of labels that you had to get. You probably had to get, like, 30 for just this really shitty plastic yo-yo. Yeah. It said Coca-Cola on the side.
1: I can't remember how many you had, like, what you had to do to get this Motorola phone, but it was sick.
0: You probably had to, you know, inject Coca-Cola into your bloodstream or something.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, or, like, change your name to Coca-Cola.
1: Mmm.
0: All <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about that acoustic version, huh? Sure. So, thoughts?
1: It's funny. Like, I, the first listen, I was like, okay, this just feels kind of bland. But the, it, the more I listen to it, again, they sort of bring that same kind of complexity into it. Like, there's a lot happening that you don't immediately recognize on the surface, and I like that.
0: That's funny, because I immediately was in on this one. Yeah. This is probably my favorite acoustic.
1: Okay, yeah. Um, what about it? Like,
0: it, it's got that kind of like that kind of western vibe almost to it,
1: yeah, yeah, and
0: I could definitely see this being you know the song to the opening credits to a revenge film
1: right okay i
0: it, I could see this being the opening song to kill Bill or something like that, like something really you know when you when you talk about a movie that's like cool, this mm-hmm. just has that sort of cool vibe to it and and I think with me it's It's not just, let's just do the chords that we played on the electric guitar and we'll do it on an acoustic guitar, we'll do it on one acoustic guitar and it's fine. No, they bring the whole band in. The
1: Mm -hmm. whole band
0: is there doing this. Yeah. Getting involved with it. And it's, it shows complexity. It shows them doing something different to the point where, you know, unless you, you would listen back to back, you could look at them and go, they're two different songs. Yeah. And it's from the same band. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I do like that, yeah, they make it different enough to the original version that it, yeah, it is unique. And, like, to me, the most obvious thing is that Anthony isn't singing in his tenor voice. Like yeah. This. And, yeah, I expected that to feel a bit jarring, but it makes just as much sense mm. just being sung in, like, I guess the vocal equivalent equivalent of, like, neutral. Like,
0: <laughs> Yeah, like, it's sort of... I guess it's kind of not mournful, but it's a little bit.
1: Yeah, it's a bit somber. It's like, a
0: little bit somber, and yeah. and when I say it has that Western vibe, I'm, I'm, it's that pairing of acoustic guitar and electric guitar, but with the, the distortion turned off. Yeah,
1: yeah. As well, so it has
0: the, the the electric has that real twangy sound to it. Yeah, I just I I dare I say it, I love it. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No other acoustic song we've done yet has given me that feeling. Yeah. Like, oh wow, this is this is a cool acoustic guitar song. Yeah. And you're not gonna hear me say that much, but it's a cool acoustic guitar song. But good on you, Circus Survive, for for making me say that. Mm
1: hmm. Yeah. I I'm interested to know if our mics will pick up the dog that's been barking for like the last minute. <laughs> they will.
0: They will. What 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 do you gotta say about it? Rex?
1: there you go you heard it here first you heard it here
0: first folks woo lisa (laughs) that dog could sell anything
1: um yeah no i yeah i like it this is one where i could listen to this and variations of this in a single session and not get too like mentally fatigued by it yeah yeah
0: no, it's, 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 it's dope. And I just, um, like, I feel like the lyrics sort of really fit in with that kind of
1: yeah som-
0: somber, somber, <laughs> somber mood.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I also wanted to go back to, um, just really briefly. I thought it was funny that Anthony Green in the film clip does the thing where he, hol- he cups the head of the microphone. Yeah. And like brings it in really, which I think fucks up the sound.
1: Well, I th- I suspect it would,
0: wouldn't it? Yeah. Happen. But, like, of course, for a film clip it looks kind of cool, but, like, yeah.
1: I, yeah, I did want to circle back and be like, they look fucking sick. Just, like, rocking out in their...
0: Polo shirts.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> their Abercrombie <laughs> shirts. Um, yeah. I don't know. I
0: this is This is exactly what... If Seth Cohen had a band... This is what that band would look like and dress like.
1: Yes, yeah, yep.
0: Not, not necessarily sound like, but this is what they would dress like.
1: Definitely. Like, polos over skivvies. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. man, that was a
0: look. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The slightly baggy, like, cargo pants. Yep. Cons. Um,
0: it used to be a thing with me was like, nah, the pants have to be just ridiculously baggy. <laughs> I have to be... Like, I'm thinking of like it's it's wet outside today. My the bottom of my pants had to be oh. wet because they were that big. Oh,
1: I'd forgotten about that sensation. Yeah, that was, that
0: was that sucked. Nah, that sucked.
1: I am super glad that skinnies are still in for now because they flatter everyone. And oh, they
0: look so much better.
1: They just look better on everyone. Oh. I don't understand how people want to move away from high waisted skinnies. Like fucking, it just it suits everyone.
0: I don't think I got my first pair of black jeans until we were together. Do you remember what I used to wear for pants?
1: No, I don't. I I don't
0: really either. I think I had a pair of grey pants and a pair of brown pants. That's
1: right. You did too. You had grey and brown. Yeah. And just shorts.
0: And shorts, yeah.
1: Yeah. I remember specifically having to take in a pair of regular jeans to make them skinny jeans. Because I couldn't find skinny jeans. Skinny jeans in country Victoria, and now look at me.
0: Remember, there was a time. Yes, and I'm, sure, you may, I'm sure it probably hit your area as well. But there was a time where the skinnier the better, where boys wearing would wear girls jeans. Yeah, jeans. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Ah oh, man,
0: good good on them. They probably pioneered that look and probably, you know, forwarded on the idea of hey, it doesn't need to be like you don't need to be wearing a circus tent on you. No. On your bottoms. No. Um, which is, you know, what I did. And I, like, <laughs> fuck, I don't do that anymore.
1: I used to... Yeah. Even as a kid, it would upset me seeing other kids, like, scuffing around in, like, baggy jeans where, like, the hem was all, like, fucked and, yeah, like... Yeah, it was all ripped oh, and just... No, thank you. It's so gross. Um, but yeah, I really miss that aesthetic. I miss the aesthetic of this video and... Yeah, whenever I see a band just, like, rocking out like that, it just makes me want to, like, get super shredded so I can just, like, flail around and do mm. shit as well, but also I'm too lazy. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, whenever I go to a show that's particularly energetic, I'm like, yes! I'm gonna hit the gym and, like, get super ripped and then I can just, like, run for miles and then I'm just like, nah.
0: It's it's a difficult art to be able to flail around and play cohesively
1: and make it look cool
0: and make it look cool like so all three like play like you're you know every note still has to hit yeah. And and you know look cool and be very energetic as well yeah yeah
1: i think that's where punk jumps are great because it's sort of you're not doing too much like well you are like you're jumping but like you're not flailing. So, like, if you can just do, like, little punk jumps, you can still more or less nail what you want to do.
0: But the punk jump usually also comes in at the moment where it's like, da like Yeah, true. <laughs> when, when the song stops for just a second. I,
1: yeah, I love... Hunks, they're so lazy three I, chords and like jumping and opportune moments i
0: can't pinpoint an actual moment in a song where it where it just stops but i'm sure it does i'm sure a blink song did it some way i know they did some way
1: mm, yeah oh well but, <laughs> i don't know
0: it's sunday afternoon and my brain does not function that well
1: no but so yeah long story short i enjoy this
0: cool that's good yeah because i I was worried we were going to be cursed for a while because yeah. the last couple were like oh. the last couple my attitude was
1: Meh. yeah no
0: I feel like I feel like the the what's his name from slaves version where we're justified in being Meh, on it
1: yeah, um,
0: yeah. cuz fuck that guy no but yeah no that's cool I um I will ask the uh the question of hell yeah or yeah nah? Hell yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. As I said, this is this is definitely my favourite acoustic mm-hmm. song that we've done. Yeah, um, it's going to be hard to top this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, next week, yes, is going to be a very big one for us.
1: Absolutely, it is.
0: Next week we hit the milestone of fifty episodes. That's five five zero. Well, actually, no, we would be at fifty episodes now because we did a point five. Yes. But Numbers wise We are at 50 Yes Um So it's going to be It's going to be big We're going to have cake Mm. Um I'm going to Do a speech Excellent Even though this whole Podcast is basically Me doing a speech
1: It's just you monologuing
0: (laughs) (laughs) No I couldn't think of anything More terrifying
1: That's mean I take that back
0: You're doing monologues Jeez
1: You sly dog (laughs) You've got me monologuing
0: (laughs) um so next week do you want to announce what we're doing
1: we are doing the national anthem all-star by smash mouth as covered by
0: chunk no captain chunk Mm -hmm. um
1: i forget which comp it's on (laughs) i'm just so excited by the fact that we're finally talking about smash mouth punk
0: goes 90s too sick um that's gonna be that's gonna be dope um yeah I need to see what we're doing for number 69 as well, because that's going to be a special one. Nice. Just because of 69. Yep. Yep. And then they need to release some more, like a lot more albums so we can get to 420.
1: Uh, I don't mind if we don't get to 420. <laughs> let's you be
0: imagine, you imagine if we do this for nearly 10 years?
1: <laughs>
0: Jesus. <laughs> I mean, we're doing it for half a decade, so. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
0: Stay tuned for next week's first episode of the Seinfeld podcast.
1: Absolutely not.
0: Alright. Do you want to sign us off?
1: Stay safe. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Don't be a racist. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. And shake your bacon. Yeah. Yeah.